Hello and welcome. My name is Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets seed supplier. Thank you for listening. This is part nine. This is the last episode in the series entitled Jesus, the realest relationship you'll ever have. For those who haven't listened to parts one through eight, I strongly encourage you to do so. When you do, I believe you will gain some insightful realizations on why Jesus is the realest relationship you'll ever have. The motivational aim, seed supplier, targets what Jesus leaves in us and with us when we accept the invitation to get into a real relationship with him. We are already aware that Jesus is trustworthy. He's a promise prover. He's worth praying to. Jesus provides us with peace, support, loyalty, And most importantly, Jesus is interested in us, and he's interested in having a relationship with us. Jesus also equips us with the seeds that produce bountiful harvest in our lives and in the lives of others when we are connected to him. A lot of you or a lot of people are aware of what seeds are, and seeds are connected to something that already exists. It's presented in infancy form, and when planted, watered, and cultivated, that seed produces and develops into something that it is from. Within a seed, there's life, there's reproduction, and there's birth. Okay, for example, there's an apple tree. Before the apple tree sprouted up from the ground, God created the apple tree and the apples on the tree. God created the seeds within the apple to keep the continuous flow of apples in the earth. And if we go back to Genesis, the first chapter in the 29th verse, it states, Then God said, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. After hearing that, and if you read it, you saw it for yourself, God created the trees. God created the fruit. God created the seed. With that seed, one is to take it and bury it, bury that seed, water that seed, Watch over that seed and wait for God to bring forth the increase in that seed. When the seed produces, it takes after the nature of what it came from. You don't plant apple seeds and then lemons pop up. Seeds produce from which it was connected to and what it's a part of. And now I want to use that same concept with us in Jesus. Jesus is the standard to live by. Jesus is who disciples aim to live like by imitating Jesus' nature. We want to imitate his nature, his love, his life relating to his obedience in doing what God commanded and called him to do. Jesus is trustworthy. Jesus is full of peace. He's full of love, joy. He's a promise prover. He keeps his word. He reveals and confirms what he says. 
Jesus cares about people. He displays sacrificial love in our relationship with him and so much more. We know Jesus is the standard. And when a person is in a relationship with him, there are some seeds Jesus provides us with. Jesus plants us in his soil and with the seeds he planted within us, we are able to produce the same qualities where we are a blessing to others in the same way Jesus is a blessing to us. If one really thinks about it, this is what discipleship looks like. A person is connected to the one they follow, in this case, Jesus. Jesus gives them fruit-filled wisdom, knowledge, experience, and love. And the one in the relationship with him begins to do what Jesus said. The word of God is the seed, and God waters the seed, and it produces more disciples impacting others to do the same all to give glory to God and to show others what the love of Jesus really looks like. Jesus is a seed supplier. He provides us with the seeds we need to live a life that is holy, pleasing, and acceptable in his sight. But we only produce those seeds that Jesus supplied by being in a real relationship with him. Not a fake relationship, because fraudulent relationships don't produce a harvest worth consuming. Something will produce, but it's nothing somebody really wants. And it's not going to be anything that's valuable. Only real relationships are worth consuming. Only real relationships are worth talking about. Only real relationships are worth showing off. And they are the ones that produce a continuous harvest in a person's life that leaves an impression and impact in ways more than one can count or comprehend. When the seeds of relationships spring up from the past and present, a stranger can look at the fruit it produced in a person's life without going into detail. It's just evident. And similar to somebody walking past a lemon tree, when people walk by that lemon tree, they know those are lemons and they assume that lemon seeds must have been planted for that tree to be there because they are going off what they see. When people are in relationships, they can look at how people interact and what they produced and start thinking about, okay, if that's in that person, something was planted in them. The reason this person responds this way or this person acts this way or thinks this way, it is because of the seeds planted within them. And believe it or not, when somebody looks at you, when somebody looks at me, when somebody looks at anybody and their relationship with Jesus, they can tell the seeds that were planted because of what is producing in that person's life, what's producing in their actions, what's producing in their works, what's producing in their behavior, what's producing in how they treat people. That is evident based off of the seeds that were planted. 
people with wisdom and discernment, they can deduce if somebody had the seed of love planted within them. Did they have the seed of a giving nature planted in them? Do they have the seed of forgiveness in them? Do they have the seed of boundaries within? Do they have the seed of wisdom and discernment? Do they have the seed of a authentic, real zeal for Jesus Christ? If one is in a relationship with Jesus, Jesus sowed a seed of light on the inside of that person to shine forth in this dark world. That is why people can see what an individual is producing and who produced them. John, the 8th chapter and the 12th verse states, Then Jesus again spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus also said in John the ninth chapter, in the fifth verse, While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Jesus is the light, and we are to reflect the light that he sowed on the inside of us. These are benefits and responsibilities that come with being in a real relationship with him. And I'm going to go over seven seeds that Jesus supplies us with when we are in a real relationship with him. These seeds produce a harvest in our lives where it benefits others all while God gets the glory and praise. Jesus was the ultimate seed. He produced salvation for us where we in turn serve as God-honoring, Bible-based, Jesus-believing disciples. Now, there are several other seeds Jesus has sown into us, but I want to address seven. And the other seeds that Jesus has sown into you, I encourage you to pray and ask God to reveal to you the seeds he's sown and share them with him and share them with somebody. And whoever you share these additional seeds that Jesus has sown on the inside of you, somebody can be encouraged by that. Okay, so the first seed Jesus supplies us with when we are in a relationship with him is the seed of giving generously. Remember, I'm going over seeds that Jesus supplies to those who have a real relationship with him. It has to be real. It has to be. Nothing fake. So... First one, the seed of giving generously. Jesus is a giver, and he is generous about it. All through the Bible where Jesus is mentioned, Jesus was giving something, and Jesus still gives. He continues to give to us in a generous fashion. Jesus gives his time. Jesus gives his love. Jesus gives his saving grace. He gives his mercy, his peace, his joy, his forgiveness, his advice, his guidance. He gives wisdom. He gives resources from the source. He gives quality relationships, divine connections, divine reversals, compensation. He gives restoration. He gives recompense. He gives. 
He is a generous giver. That is seed he's given to us. So if Jesus is that, some of the things that I just named, he's loving, he's caring, he's trustworthy, he gives peace. Those seeds Jesus has given to us. He's given us the seed to be givers. He's given us to not only give, but to give generously. And when I say generously, it might not be a lot of a thing. And what I mean by that, you can give somebody so much without giving them a tangible thing. Giving doesn't always mean giving people stuff. Giving them what they want that they can manipulate and control with their hands or something that is in their possession. But you can give somebody a lot of love. You can give somebody a generous amount of your time. You can give somebody a generous amount of encouragement. You can give somebody a generous amount of assistance, help, whatever it is. It's not just tied into money all of the time. But if God commands or tells you to give something to someone, I take heed to that. But when God tells you to give, he's always going to let you know what to give, when to give, how to give. That's why wisdom and discernment praying for it is so vital. Because you don't have time for people telling you, hey, Jesus, you know, he said to be a generous giver. And they're telling you to empty out your bank account to give to them so they can go do whatever they want to go do with your money. In Jesus' name. No. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that at all. Okay? Second seed that Jesus supplies individuals with when they are in a real relationship with him is the seed of faith. Jesus had faith in God. And since we are in a real relationship with him, that seed of faith is in us. We have the faith in the word of God, which is Jesus. And we have faith in what God will do in our lives. No matter how small our faith is, that seed of faith can be as small as a mustard seed. But greatness is produced from that seed of faith Jesus supplied us with. Matthew, the 17th chapter in the 20th verse states, he replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Jesus has given you a very beneficial seed. And faith is a very, very important seed to have when anybody's in a relationship with him. The third seed that Jesus supplies us with when we are in a real relationship with him is the seed of love. Jesus is love. And since we are connected to him, we have the seed of love producing within us or it should be producing within us. In 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, in the 4th through the 5th verse, it states, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. 
and it keeps no record of wrongs. When we are in a real relationship with Jesus, that seed of love should be evident. The seed of patience, the seed of kindness produced from love should be there. The seed of confidence should be produced within that seed of love also. Because as the scripture states, it's not envious. Love is not boastful and love is not proud. That's what I'm saying. You can look at someone regarding what they're producing. And if they're producing envy, if they're producing a boastful attitude, if they're producing pride, love is nowhere around. Love is not there. Look at the fruit. Look at the seed. Listen to their words. Look at their actions. Look at it. Is what they're saying and what they're doing in alignment with the divine standard, Jesus Christ? Are they saying, oh, I just love you so much. Oh my gosh, I love you. Hey, just checking in. Just want to let you know I love you so much. I've been thinking about you. Oh my gosh. But the people who are telling you that, they are envious of you. Talking about you behind your back. Prideful. Every five seconds, they're telling you that they love you, but they just got to boast about something. They have to put something in your face to let you know, oh, I'm over you. I think I'm better than you. I'm going to show you that I'm better than you, even though I'm jealous of you. I can't stand you. Look what I got. Look what I did. Look what I have. Look what I'm doing. But I love you so much. If you ever need anything, if you need a listening ear, I'm here. Lies. Lies. Straight lies. Because the seed of love is not in that. Somebody going around dishonoring you. You know what dishonoring means? And I know you know I'm just doing this because teacher mode is on. Dishonoring? Degrading someone? And we know what degrading means. When somebody purposefully disrespects you and insults you, they say comments to bring you down. Oh my gosh, girl, I just love your hair. I just love you. Oh my gosh, your hair is so beautiful. It's so thick. It's so long. Oh my goodness, but oh, it looks like it needs to be trimmed. I don't know if you were going for that look, but it looks like it's not that healthy. Oh, but it still looks cute on you, though. And the person who said that to a person, they only, they only have one strand of hair on their head. And that one strand is split. But they're telling you that. Love is not self-seeking. Oh my gosh, I just love you so much. But what can you do for me? Because I'm only talking to you because I want to get something from you. That's it. But I love you so much. Because this fake love that I have for you is only conditional. It's only what you can do for me and my family because I'll never do anything for you because I really don't love you. I just say this to get what I want. But I love you, though. Love is not easily angered. I know I said I loved you, but, I mean, why aren't you doing what I asked you to do for me? What's taking you so long to do what I asked you to do? I mean, what's your problem? 
I want what I want and I want it now. Do it. That That's not love. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Hey, I, I love you so much, but I'm... <laughs> I just don't know if you really know what you did to me when we were eight years old. It just really affected me. I mean, remember you cut in front of me in line, and that just really had an impact on my life. And I just want to bring that up to you because I just feel like I don't want you to be your best self because I feel like you're still cutting in front of me. But I just love you so much and where God is taking you. Oh, my gosh, you're going to higher heights and new levels. Y'all heard these examples, right? And you can see a person can say they love somebody left and right. I love you. Oh, I just love you. They don't. Because that fraudulent statement is going against what God has stated in his nature and his word. He already told us what love is. He's already given us the seed of love. If somebody's going against that, the seed of love is not in them. It's not there. It might sound harsh. But that's just what it is. The fourth seed that Jesus supplies us with when we are in a real relationship with him. He gives us the seed of wisdom and discernment. Jesus is wise. Jesus leaves a positive impact in our life. Proverbs, the 13th chapter in the 20th verse states, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools suffers harm. When we are walking with Jesus in this real relationship with him, we are walking with the wise one. And by us walking with the wise one, it produces fruit-filled wisdom in our lives. The wisdom of Jesus is a seed that will produce to wise thinking and hopefully wise decisions if one remains in wisdom. The fifth seed Jesus supplies us with when we are in a real relationship with him. Jesus provides us with the seed of power. Jesus is full of power and authority. And Jesus has given us power and authority in the areas and aspects of our life that we have control over. Second Timothy, the first chapter in the seventh verse states, For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. We are not weak. We are powerful seeds from God. Never forget that. The seed of power is on the inside of you. The seed of authority is on the inside of you. The sixth seed Jesus supplies us with when we are in a real relationship with him. The seed of accountability is planted on the inside of us. Jesus is accountable. And he has supplied the seed of accountability to us. Jesus did what God the Father told him to do. And we are in a relationship with Jesus. And we are commanded to be accountable. And that means being a doer of the word of God. Not just a hearer. A hearer who listens and doesn't do 
what is honoring before God. God commanded us to be doers. We already know that the word of God trains, corrects, rebukes, teaches, and encourages. And accountability comes into place when we are reading the word of God, praying to Jesus, praying to God. And when Jesus corrects us, we quick, fast, and in a hurry get in alignment with what he's telling us to do. This act of accountability is the doing in discipleship. And this impacts countless people. So when they see you, they see, oh my goodness, this is what you need to do. I mean, I know we're following Jesus because Jesus is the standard. But this person is serious about their relationship with God. So if they're serious about their relationship with God and they are honoring God with God honoring morals and behavior, let me go ahead and start doing what God has commanded me to do. See that seed of accountability? It produced something not only in the individual's life, but somebody who's walking by looks at the accountability tree. And they can go pick fruit from that. They can go consume that. And it digests in their life after they eat it. And they start doing something. The seventh seed that Jesus supplies us with when we are in a real relationship with him. It is the seed of transformative growth. Jesus was transformed from being on the cross to the resurrected one. Jesus went from death to life. Jesus supplied those very seeds to us. When we are in a relationship with him, we will go through the same transformative growth process. There will be relationships or habits that will need to die so that a new life in Christ will and can begin. There might be some thoughts, some ideas and lifestyles that need to die for a harvest of transformation that honors God to begin to take place. Also, when we die, we have the hope in knowing that Jesus conquered the grave and we are in a relationship with him. He's our savior and we will conquer death also. Just think about it. Think on your relationship with Jesus Christ. Think about all the seeds outside of the seven. The seven and the other seeds that he planted within you. Didn't some things change in your life? Didn't your thinking change? If you are in a real relationship with him. Because if a person is not in a real relationship with him, nothing changed. But when a person is in a real relationship, think about the things that transformed in your life the way you talk the way you think the way you handle people the way you handle yourself the way you handle your family you used to pop off at the mouth when somebody says something to you not saying that you don't pop off anymore but now you utilizing wisdom and you probably wait a day <laughs> you've transformed in your prayer life you've transformed in prioritizing your time with God, reading his word. You've transformed in how you start your day. You declare God's word over your day, in your mind. You're encouraging people. You're not perfect, but you're aiming to be a doer of the word of God. You've transformed from 
an individual from just being saved to now you want to imitate the Savior. You're focused on discipleship. You've changed. A lot of things have transformed. And that's what happens. You were once dead to situations, numb to situations, numb to how you thought. You thought that this is how it was supposed to be. But all these seeds God has planted within you, transformative growth, power, authority, love, you've just changed drastically. And it's for the better. Because now as you develop and as you grow, When people walk by you, they see what Jesus has planted in you, what sprouted up, and they can come to you and consume what you're producing. And when people walk by you, they can see, oh man, this is some real fruit right here. This is real fruit. When I bite into this, this is real. This is nothing plastic and fake for show. I can really do something with this fruit. And what I do with it will impact someone else while God gets all the glory for what he planted on the inside of us. And we're trusting him and doing what we need to do so it can develop and grow to something worth consuming. The seven targeted seeds Jesus supplies us with all come from one being in a real relationship with him. And I know I keep repeating myself But I feel like I have to keep saying a real relationship because some people think that just because they know Jesus and they're not in a relationship with Jesus, all these things just happen to them. When a person is in a relationship, there's a commitment that takes place. If they are in a real relationship, if both parties are focused on being together. They're focused on the well-being of the other person. They're focused on displaying those seeds of love, giving, generosity, respect, kindness. But when somebody doesn't care about the relationship, they just want what they want, they're not implementing love. They're not implementing any kind of God-honoring seed because it's not a real relationship to them. It's just, it's fake. Nobody can consume anything with that. But when we are in a real relationship with Jesus, we are aware with the seeds he supplies us with. Now, we know about seven seeds he supplies us with. I encourage you to pray to God and ask God to reveal to you other seeds he supplied you with and he supplies disciples with. But based off what you know, what are you going to do with those seeds? Will you sow those seeds? Will you surrender those seeds? Will you take the time to water those seeds by declaring God's word over the seed, declaring his promises over your life? Will you tend to those seeds by praying to Jesus, talking to Jesus about those seeds? Asking him to activate those seeds in your life. Asking him to grow those seeds, develop those seeds. Will you watch the seeds grow within you? Will you be patient and trust God to show you that all things are working together for your good and his word will not fail? He will watch over his word to perform it. 
What will you do with those seeds? Will you allow those seeds to grow the right way? Not rushing things. So when you are developed and those seeds are developed in your life, you're not only impacting those around you, you understand that God gets the glory for what you've done his way. People can walk by and see, oh my goodness, man, that's a good seed right there. Man, you produce this fruit? Man, you such a blessing. I didn't even know God could do that in a person. He can do that with me? Okay, so if I take this fruit from you and I consume this and there's some seeds there, I can actually get those seeds and go take them with me and go sow those seeds in my life, pray to God about those seeds, surrender those seeds. Oh, I can water those seeds. Oh, I can tend to those seeds. Oh, I can speak blessings over those seeds. Oh, I can have faith in those seeds. What are you going to do with those seeds? Will you do something with them or will you just let the seeds sit there? And keep praying to God every day. Lord, I mean, I want to develop. I really want to grow. I really, really want to produce into something great. And you won't do anything. Not you, okay? A person won't do what they need to do with what God has given them. They won't plant what they need to plant. They won't take the seed and bury it in the word of God. In soil away from certain things that might try to zap it and taint it and suck the resources used to develop that seed where they go isolate themselves so God can do a mighty work in their life. What will a person do with the seeds God has given them? God is the root. He is the foundation. Jesus is connected to him. Jesus bears fruit. And we are the seeds. The aim of the seed is to produce after its own kind. And in this case, that is Jesus. And that begins with one realizing and connecting with the realest relationship in the world. A scripture I would like to leave you with is 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter in the 10th verse. And it reads, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. This verse is explaining that God is the source of what is planted and God is also the source of what is harvested. When we are in a real relationship with Jesus, the seeds he supplies are a direct source from him. And we do what Jesus did. God harvests what was planted on the inside of us where he gets the glory and praise. He gets the glory and praise for what he's done in us and through us and to us. And he blesses us. This is remarkable. And as you evaluate your relationships, are your relationships a reflection of the seeds Jesus planted in you and are you cultivating the seeds and am I cultivating the seeds that Jesus gave to produce a harvest of righteousness where people around us can consume the fruit filled blessings from Jesus there will be a lot of people in your life that will let you down 
and you've probably let people down in relationships too. But one relationship we want to get right and get in is the realest relationship of them all, and that is the one with Jesus Christ. Thanks for tuning into this series, and thank you for listening to this episode. Feel free to visit drkenitrobryant.com to download Jesus, the realest relationship you'll ever have, Bible study. And on the site, you can grab some apparel aimed to inspire and remind you of who you are in Christ. You can connect with me on Instagram at Aim Towards the Target. And you can find me on Uversion, the Bible app where I have this Bible plan available along with several others. You can complete these Bible plans with the group individually, whatever you want to do. But the Bible plans are aimed to remind you that Jesus is indeed the realest relationship you'll ever have. May God bless you with joy, focus, and resilience. Peace and God bless.